Hi, everybody. Today we have Elizabeth with us. Elizabeth's Filipina mom worries constantly about her health and her family's well-being. Her loved ones have tried to get her to go to therapy, but she has always refused. When Elizabeth finds out she's actually going to therapy, she is shocked. And she also feels uncertain about how to support her mom during her healing journey. Let's get into it. I am Elizabeth. I am from Virginia in the U.S. My mom is from the Philippines and my dad is from the U.S., from Texas. And I call my mom and dad, mom and dad. My mom worries a lot about her health. You would get books as a kid, but my mom would always inscribe from your mother you know, and write the date. And she would say, I'm giving this to you to remember me by in case I die. (laughs) That's a little bit, you know, kind of not as serious, but a little bit more serious. I would get a call that my mom, she called me saying, oh, I went to the emergency room. I wasn't feeling well. I got discharged, but they're running tests, right? In the beginning, when I would hear about her going, I wouldn't think anything of it. But then finally, She called me when she was like deciding whether to call 911 or not. And so she told me, I'm going to go to the emergency room. I left work and I drove to the emergency room. I was there with her. She didn't look well. She looked upset and they kept her overnight. I stayed there overnight and they ran tests, but everything was fine. The doctors didn't find anything. I didn't put everything together then, but it started planting a seed in my mind of what about those other visits that she's had? She's had other times that she's called 911 and it's very similar, tight chest. She'd have the MRI, she'd have see a cardiologist. And I think only later I started to put together that, hey, I think there's something else going on here. I think these are panic attacks she's having. Since that time that I kind of clicked in my mind and myself got better educated of what might be happening with my mom, I asked my mom and she said that she talked to her general practitioner and she said, oh yeah, I have anxiety. A part of me was like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't we talk about this? But I can understand, at least from my mom's personality, that she is very prideful. She has also said before that she feels that she doesn't want to take medication because she thinks it's weak and that she's stronger than her anxiety, which to me is not the right way to think about it. Recently, my mom has decided to go to therapy. And I'm really surprised. My husband actually said something to my mom and mentioned that she needs to make sure she takes care of herself so that she can be in the best possible health for being with our son, who was born recently in February. How did I find out my mom was going to therapy? I found out through a group chat, like a group text. So 
we just moved to a new house. And so she's been insisting, you need a security system. You need a security system. And my husband said, okay, we'll get one if you go to therapy. Between my brother and I, we've been kind of burnt out trying to talk to my mom about going to therapy and taking care of herself. But my husband's kind of come in with like a renewed energy. (laughs) And I think there's something to be said about not being an outsider, but just a different voice to the mix. And so in our group chat, she said, you'll understand one day, I'll never stop worrying. And my husband said, you know, what could help with that is therapy. (laughs) And then my dad chimed in and kind of outed my mom in the group chat saying she actually has an appointment. And she chimed in, oh, I'm going to see a therapist. I hope that she goes. That's something to be seen. But yeah, I'm glad that she has an appointment coming up. If I were to have a conversation with my mom, I would tell her to really be open. Just know she has nothing to lose. And I would also tell her to stick with it. And for her to know that we're all here for her and cheering her on, I want her to enjoy the time that she has fully to kind of soak up the moments that she'll have with my son, that she has with us, especially now that she's getting older, enjoy her time and her family. Whoo, man. Trying to get a parent to go to therapy comes up a lot on our show. And hearing Elizabeth's story about being at this turning point where a parent has declared their intentions about therapy and an actual appointment has been made filled me with hope. Not gonna lie, it also made me nervous. As first gens, of course we want to make this experience as positive as possible for our parents. We want them to see it through so they can get the benefits of therapy. But what if our parents don't feel comfortable discussing their healing process with us? What can we still do to support them to be there if and when they actually decide to see a therapist? To help us figure it out, I called in an expert. I'm Roanne Digia Samuels. I'm a licensed marriage family therapist in California. I am the blogger behind calamansijuice.com. I specialize in seeing self-identified Filipinos and interracial couples. I often do consultation with other therapists and intern. So really simple question. What did you hear? as you listen to Elizabeth's story. What struck me is Elizabeth's care and how attuned she is with her mother's well-being. I also heard that we all have our own emotional longing. We all want to be heard, seen, and felt. But the language that we use may be very different. Here in the West, because we separate the mind and the body, we say, oh, I feel sad, I'm down. But her mother speaks a different language because the mind and the body is not really separate. In our Filipino language, we would say, 
my heart is heavy or masama ang loob ko. Masama is like bad and loob is your inside. Or we would say masikip ang dibdib ko. Masikip is tight, dibdib is chest. So I'm hearing that they have a different way of communicating. I love this so much because there is definitely, I think, in many cultures outside of Western cultures, no separation. And so your mind and your body are not experiencing things from two different vantage points. They're experiencing them at the same time. So what other cultural affectations or nuances do you hear in this story, especially in the relationship between mom and daughter? It almost seemed like she has a question. Do I matter? And she would even call 911. Do I matter? If I disappear, would I matter? So it almost seemed like just my gut feeling that she feels like she's not remembered or she, she's forgotten. And she's kind of like, We see this culturally where I call this a rehearsal, where back home in the motherland in the Philippines, parents would ask their children, if I die, you know, and the child is practiced, rehearsed to say, oh, no, when you die or you no, I don't want you to die. And so they get this uh, emotional exchange validation that they need. So one of the nuance in being in America, in the Western culture, is that the rehearsal does not usually, could not go back and forth. One of the reasons is that we don't have cultural whispers. We call this in our language, tagapamagitan, which is the middle person. And the middle person is usually the uncle, you know, the auntie. And if mom is acting weird, someone in the middle will say, you know, what you actually want is this, you know. But... People are busy here and we are taught even as children, use your words, which is great. But sometimes we fail to also understand or comprehend nonverbal cues in a very collective culture. If you're in a group, you have to be able to read nonverbal cues. To me, what I'm hearing is that they have a different language. Elizabeth is one of these 200 percenters. She is 100% American and 100% Filipina. How can she attune herself more to her mom's cultural ways of using language and her mom's cultural ways of seeking emotional connection? I think it goes both ways that um, someone is learning how to attune, watching nonverbal cues, but someone also needs to articulate a little bit more. You want to ask the same question a little bit more than twice. The reason, Juleka, for that, there are certain cultures, especially Filipino, who are taught to be very polite. So for instance, if you're eating and you're not really expecting someone to come in, you're still asked to invite the person, come eat, even though you weren't prepared. Now, someone who can read the nuance would say, oh, no, 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 thank you. And there's usually an insistence and a persistence. So if you keep asking a few times, the other person reads it's beyond politeness, that you're actually sincere. So in the case of um, Elizabeth is to ask mom, not just one time and taking her word, 
because she's also testing. Is she just asking because, you know, she's doing her dutiful daughter role? Yeah. But if she keeps asking, oh, she's really interested and she's sincere. So it's both a mutual reading of cultural nuances. It's really interesting because parents going to therapy is something that comes up a lot on our show. (laughs) It really comes up a lot. And it's usually in the context of they refuse to go. And here we have a great situation in which mom is willing to try it. So what can a first gen like Elizabeth do to be encouraging without making a big deal out of it so that mom feels comfortable in sharing how it's going, that she's going, those kinds of things. The nature of her getting this information is not directly from mom. I know. It was dad. (laughs) (laughs) So, So for me, I would wonder if the persona of mom receiving therapy is something she's more comfortable to show within the chat group and something that she's not comfortable showcasing with her daughter because it's a different role, I would allow her to save face. (laughs) She could still be encouraging, but I would take it as if she's just seeing another regular doctor. I would be very particular in using mom's language. If she calls her therapist, then I'll borrow that. But other than that, if she calls her doctor, I won't correct her. I just kind of keep rolling with mom. Right. (laughs) You know, and I would ask very general questions as if it sounds like mom uses psychosomatic or like bodily symptoms. I would use that. So I would ask if mom complains about headaches, I'd be like, how's the headache today? Or, you know, so I'd use her language. I would kind of go around the bush. Until I know that she feels safer to express. Because I'm on that receiving end, Juleka. I do have, I have the moms in my caseload. I sense their, their pressure. <laughs> they feel a little pressure because of the daughters, because they're very proactive. We're changing this trajectory of like what mental health means. And I love that. So, twofold, use mom's language to see if she's really open to showing that part of her persona directly to her daughter. If not, here's another way to circumnavigate that. That's very cultural. If there's a person in the group chat that's a credible person, like an auntie that Elizabeth likes, pretty neutral, mom likes, both a credible person for both Elizabeth and mom. I'll use that person to check on mom more directly. (laughs) But the other part, if mom is, I would use a collective pronouns rather than this is good for you, which is really, it's good for her, but it has to work for her psyche. This is good for us, you know, so we can, you and Junior, the grandson, we could hang out longer and your headaches, you know, that won't bother you anymore. I think that's more motivating. So I kind of come from a place where it's also helpful for Elizabeth because uh, guess what? Mom likes that, that she's helping Elizabeth. So she'll probably, from that perspective, might share a little bit more. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about 
both Elizabeth and her husband saying to mom, listen, take care of yourself because we want you around. We want you to be able to hang out with this kid. Is that okay to do? Um, to sort of dangle your grandchild in front of you. You know, I'm a therapist who's like, whatever works, that's where I would go, you know. Because mom, you know, loves the grandson. As long as you feel good about it, it's not like you're falsifying information. It, it's really true. You're just kind of like making it so that it makes sense to mom. Because if it makes sense to you, you already bought into therapy. And so let's dangle what the... (laughs) (laughs) What's important to her. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've actually done that with my mother before. I'm like you. I'm more of a guerrilla warfare kind of person. Like, what do I have in front of me that I can use, right? Yeah, so for me, whatever whatever works, you know. But at the same time, I'll be careful, like... For me, I want to give mom agency as if she's doing it. The key is that she's not thinking she's doing it for someone. Um, right, so it's not an ultimatum. Yeah, that's all. I hear you. And there, I mean, there is a fine line. I think that there's definitely a fine line. But the most important thing is for your actions and the things that you follow up with to really align with what you ultimately want, which is for the person to get support. Mm-hmm. All right, my final question always is, What didn't I ask you? What is some other advice or please don't do this ever cautions that you might share with us? Because this is really delicate. It is. You know, healing, we have different journey when it comes to that. Um, Even though I'm a therapist, it's therapy or something else, that's fine. I always say it's like climbing a mountain. Some people climb straight up, some zigzag. But when we get to the top, we all see the same sight. And that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's my final word. I like that. I'm definitely a zigzagger. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julika. All right. Here's what Roanne taught us today. Ask again. Posing the same question in different ways can help a parent know you're not asking out of politeness. It can reassure them that you're sincere and really want to know what's going on with them. Beat around the bush. If you sense a parent is uncomfortable talking about therapy, mirror their wording. Use broad open-ended questions and recruit a safe middleman to inch your way into the topic slowly but steadily. And remember, attune to their language. Paying attention to nonverbal cues and to how a loved one experiences emotions in their body can help you understand what they're trying to say. Use their communication style to listen, connect, and get your message across. Thank you for listening and for sharing us. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of LWC Studios. Virginia Lora is the show's producer. Trent Lightburn mixed this episode. I'm the creator and host, Juleika Lantigua. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. Bye, everybody. Talk to you soon. <laughs>